Good morning, good evening, good night. Ladies and listeners, this is Bud Talks Podcast, episode 211. That is like the Steel Reserve 211, if you ever drank that bum piss. But shout out to all the transients trying to get through this. I said once this morning, give me my mic. Although give me got shot, I'm going to spit this despite I'm not a rapper. Yeah, I miss her. Not a writer. Yeah, a writer. I ride a fighter, move a boxer, but I left her, but she left me, so I lied here. An alien wrote the last book I wrote and published. Nobody edited, but I say, here you go, out of the rubbish. Out of the rubbish of thoughts, out of the rubbish. Shout out to the 211 Steel Reserve drinkers and the 911, the firefighters who did everything and they couldn't even sink her. They couldn't even see her. They couldn't even believe her. But only 18 people say, what is this world? A plane jumping into the damn insane steel reserves of the 11s of our lives. It is September 21st, 2021, The Fight. The Fight is the thoughts between the contrasting good and evil, the contrasting whatever it is you would like to perceive here. I once woke up and told the world, you better give me all my money because guess what's getting a little bit hungry. And that is you best feed my tummy. And then I also said, give me all my money. I've been working so hard that when I run, it lets something out of me. And these people look at me real funny. And those are the same people who need to give me all my money. Because soon I'm going to be sitting on pillow tops, 33 floors above, no Hiltons, (laughs) right there is where I'll stop. I wrote a book who felt like an alien gave it to me. I washed it up, I ruminated it out and told the world that it's mine. It is written out of the vine, a storytelling of an alternate universe, a young Negro who could once never confide. He's from a futuristic place of Nigeria, they say, Africa, or maybe it's Trenchport, the valleys of of Village Rock, that is. So when you creatively live, you creatively be, sometimes things just creatively be nonsense. I mean... When you go around telling the world to give me all my money. Because every now and then it's like I've worked so hard and this is it. It's emptiness. It's vulnerable. It's here's my heart world. Laugh at it. Tear it apart. Burn it. But I do thank you because you bought it in that is what you've earned of it. You've earned another book of bullshit out of Bud's creative world. I ain't shit. Fuck the hype. So if you best know me well now, you know where my mind's at. So, (laughs) like the dummy and I will speak, give me all my money! Because I am tired of one thing, and that is guessing will be next to give me all my money the 
this part will sound weird on the when I play it back. But what it really comes down to is a creative. Uh, maybe I overuse that word, but maybe I should start speaking another essence of foundation as I see what else I'm going to be doing today. I think I'm going to work out and fix my body. I slept odd last night. I had a dream that, actually now that I'm speaking about the dream, I don't really remember the dream. But you know they say dreams are a way to experience something with the emotions removed. Maybe I've said this once, but I'll say it twice. If I've said it twice, I'll say it thrice. You dream to experience a moment without the emotions. So when you are waking up, you are kind of configuring the happenings of an overnight experience. And that is where the emotions take place. And if you're really good at suppressing emotions, then you move on and get on with your day and say, I had an odd dream last night. It made me feel weird, but I had shit to do. I had money to make because people were going to be giving me my money. And you ain't got time for that emotional shit. You ain't got time for that emotional luggage. You don't have time for the body's happenings because you got to make your money. And for me, do things that'll continue to allow them to look at you funny. But sometimes that's just who we are. When the world appreciates what we do, that's when you're normal again. Although you're on the outside, but what is the outside without the inside? What are those weirdos without the ones who are normal, so to speak? A wise man once told me, that you cannot fix something within. You must get out. For example, if you're driving on the freeway or a road and your check engine lights comes on, you can't fix the car while you're driving and steering in the keys and the ignition. You got to pull over, get out, open the hood, pop the trunk. See if the battery's dead or flat tire. To fix something within, you must be without. You must remove yourself. And I've spoke about this concept before, and it seems rather simple, but it's like the world can't fix itself from someone who is within the world. Someone has to be without the world, or someone has to leave the world, come back to it, and say, now I know why it's so fucked up. Now I know why cops kill black people for different reasons than they might a white person of a different race, maybe. And I'm not here to answer that question. I really discussed that, but I'm just giving you a cultural, cultural example. A wise man also once told me that to find purpose 
you must lose your purpose. And there you have gained new purpose. A wise man once also informed me that when you step in the path of fear, let's say you take the fork in the road and you go that path, you drive forth that fork in the road. One does not succeed under new circumstances without going that route. I learned a lesson from that wise man who told me this, and the essence of the lesson is that what you fear is often the solution. Or better said, once you understand the issue, then you have the solution. Let's say you have, you're driving somewhere, you have your GPS on, you take a right onto the next, you know, way of the road or whatever to your destination and behold, there is a roadblock. Now you can't go that way anymore. So what do you do? Well, you stop, you get out and you tell yourself, well, shit, we got to turn around and hopefully this app will reroute us. But the app doesn't know that the roadblock is there. So now you've got to literally turn back around and understand that the issue in this situation is that once you understand the issue, which is you can't go that way, you must turn around, then you understand your problem. Well, then how do you solve a roadblock? Well, in this case, like I just said, you would turn around and go the other way and hopefully the app will reroute you from the original road that you turned off from and then it'll take you another another way. Well, let's say you're in a different situation. You're afraid to jump off a plane. Well, why are you afraid to jump off a plane? Well, this is an extreme example, but let's go with it. Sometimes I don't know where I'm going with this shit, but this is just what I do. I need to shut up here soon, too. You're afraid of heights. You're afraid of falling. You're afraid of being in control. Well, why are you afraid of being not in control? Well, because you're used to being in control. Well, there you have the solution. Why do you like to be in control? Well, because in this case, I might die. Well, why are you fear, why are you fear death? You'll never live on to experience death. Now, I once thought I died maybe twice through a panic attack, but I've come to realize that you don't actually get to experience your own death. I mean, in the moment, you might be like, oh, shit, I'm dying. Goodbye, everybody, and that's it. But after you die, you don't really. I mean, obviously, some people might say you, wherever you go, wherever you believe you go after death. I mean, the thing is, the fear in itself of facing jumping out of plane is kind of the solution to understanding that when it comes down to it, you're not really in control either way. Because you don't know how you're going to die for one. And two, if you think you're dying, you're probably not dying. 
And that in itself is a rite of passage to understanding that you could face any fear and be all right. Now, if you're a thrill seeker, then of course you're probably going to seek to experience these thrills again because whatever, you know, they say, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. But in essence, I mean, on a baseline situation, whether you're trying to get money or you're trying to find love of your life or find your purpose, usually understanding your fear, understanding your roadblock is how you get past that. And usually it comes with facing a fear. Uh, I would say personally, my original fear was speaking out my mind and showing the world how odd I think, even though I don't think it's odd. I think it's just my insecurity, but I really had to say, who cares? Because the only person who's going to listen up in this 15 minute mark are the people who are likely influenced or can understand what I'm saying in that. So going to take it back to me now. Me understanding my fears and why I had these fears and that there really isn't a lot of people who are going to say much about what I say because I can back up every word I say. I mean, read my books. I got two out there, two I never published when I worked with another person, but maybe it's a security factor and I had to take the time to understand what the issue was and that I was probably more thinking insecurely and had to ground myself to think more securely. So that was my solution in coming to grounds of security, confidence, and understanding of myself. And that's kind of the fear I had to face in that. I also had to accept the idea of who I am. I'm a creative thinker. I'm a creative speaker. I'm a creative thriver. I'm a creative individual. And shout out to my sister. I went to L.A. last week to run. I've ran four corners of the United States. I ran L.A. back in September 2016. I ran Santa Monica Beach because I wanted to. Uh, I believe a couple months later, I think it was February 2018, or no, excuse me, February 20. I hate saying the word February, so I know I'm saying it wrong, but February 2017, I ran Fort Lauderdale. I was out there for a work trip. And then about six months later, I ran Seattle, um, Alki Beach, Alki Beach. I think I said that right. And then one day, I was doing word camps too. So shout out to WordPress word camps. I went went out there for a conference, or no, I went to Phoenix for a conference, and then booked a flight to Boston to run the northeast corner of the United States, and that capped off my fourth corner of the United States. And I did. I was like, why, why did I, why, why did I do this? And I wrote wills down. I'll link it in WordPress, but on this post, uh, I wrote wills down and was trying to figure out, you know, why the hell did I do this? And originally, uh, I guess the idea was I wanted to own properties in each corner of the United States. And so I ran each corner who it doesn't make sense. And I, I always ask myself, you know, why did I fly to LA last week? to run it was more so 
celebrating finishing another book because I also ran New York again. I ran New York three times. I ran um, Battery Park, by the way. I also ran um, the Benjamin Bridges. At. Is it Benjamin Franklin Bridge or uh, one of those bridges in Philadelphia that goes into New Jersey? So I ran those bridges after I finished Bourgeoisie, which is the first book I ever completed and never published it. But to kind of celebrate finishing that book, I flew to um, uh, Chicago. Didn't run Chicago, but I flew there for another reason. And then New York, Philadelphia to celebrate finishing Bourgeoisie and to celebrate finishing Rigel, which Rigel was derived out of Bourgeoisie. It was kind of I guess, for lack of a better term, just a reconstruction of it. But they're two completely different books in a way. So last Wednesday, I got back from L.A. And my mom called me. I was like, why are you in L.A.? I was like, oh, I wanted to run. And she was like, you're still there? Who'd you say? You know, asking me all these questions. Cause I didn't really tell her the details about this trip. And my sister was in the background. So who the hell flies to L.A. for a night. And I said, I do. I didn't quite explain this, but on my personal Facebook, Instagram account, I just put L.A. because I can write about it. And I was actually booking these flights, like saying, how am I going to promote this book? I'm not going to bookstores. I'm not passing out books. Amazon takes forever to send you the box of prints for author copies and I don't even have those yet. So, by the way, go buy Rigel. He's the being I creatively spoke about earlier in this podcast. I'm hitting a 20-minute mark. I don't like to make these too long. But Rigel is out now on Amazon, ebook, and paperback. So, kind of to celebrate publishing Rigel, finally. I flew to L.A. and ran Santa Monica again. And not just because I can write about it, but more so because it was more of a creative fear I wanted to face. And like I was saying earlier, if there's one thing I I would like to tell people, if you're young and listening to this, is that You know, you do get one chance at life. You get one chance at existence. You get one chance at experiencing people. And I'm not talking about first impressions. I'm I'm talking about the experience itself. You know, people meet you and they might have assumptions about you. But over time, there's, you know, got to be grateful for social media in this aspect. And is that people can experience who you are by what you share, what you react to, who you collaborate with, who you engage with and I would just say you get one crack at that the experience not the first impressions but the in-between you know you can be one person when they meet you and then when you die you're a completely different person and in between is kind of what defines that experience and who they may or may not assume you are but at the end of the day or your life whatever they'll probably understand I was wrong about him at the beginning but Either he or she or they became something that they genuinely were or something happened that 
within them, you kind of enlighten them and say, maybe I was wrong about them in the first place. And they are a genuinely good person who has a hell of a life to share. And that's how I write about it. So follow me. I'm going somewhere else tomorrow. Flying somewhere else tomorrow. And not just because I can write about it, but because I get one chance to experience this. Not writing a book and celebrating it and jumping on planes and running random places, but to experience me, to experience my life. And this kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier is your deepest fears are usually what you don't want to do. And people will question you and you can always just go back to who you are. You know, this is what I do because, I mean, for me, I can just say it's because I can write about it and share my experience and maybe somebody will do it better. But that's the experience. That's the importance of, uh, importance of it, the essence of it. So I do thank you for listening to this. You can support me on coffee. You can donate as little as $4. I am open to freelance work. If anybody wants me on their podcast, wants me on their blog site, their website, their author platform, you want me to talk about Rigel, my other creative journaling series that's on Amazon as well, and I Between My Haiku. Book two of that is coming very soon as well. So I do appreciate you all for the for your attention, because again, I don't like to make these more than 10, 15 minutes, but I guess I just had a lot to say today. And please follow the Digest, Facebook, Bud Writes, Instagram, Bud Hansen, VD on Twitter. And once I figure out how weird I'm going to be on TikTok, give me some ideas. I'll be on that too. Again, today's September 21st. It's a Tuesday, which is mostly my favorite day of the week because it's an odd day and I'm an odd man. So they say. But good morning, good evening, good night. Support me on coffee. Thank you, everyone. Have a good day.